0: Here we are. This is the 100th episode of the Rad Podcast, and I have some of the, my favorite people here with me today because I thought, why not? Why not celebrate the 100th episode with some of my favorite people? I've got Woo-hoo! Mrs. Brandon over here. Hello. I've got Melissa from Sakspirit, and of course, Brent from Sakspirit as well. Howdy, everybody. And uh, the, the paranormal investigators at Sakspirit.com are uh, some of the most popular uh, guests that I've had on the podcast. So I felt it was just, it, it suited, it was. Just the perfect match for the hundredth episode. In fact, this is the eighth time you guys have been on the. On that's the right. Podcast. Yes, it is. So that's it, an uh, eight re- percent re- recidivism <laughs> rate. Easy for you to say. <laughs>
1: Did you practice that on the way over here? I might have.
0: I actually didn't know that you guys were. This was this was the eighth time you guys were the guest. Yeah. On just until uh, just until a couple of moments ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm honored um, and proud to say that you guys are a big part. Of the success of the Rad Podcast.
2: Um,
0: therefore, um, I, I do want to mention that today, the airing of this podcast, we finally have Rad Podcast gear. Prodware yeah. is for sale at mm-hmm. maggotmall.com. We've got uh, multiple types of uh, designs of, of shirts. Uh, there's the uh, baseball tees, there's Racerback. Um, tanks tanks for the ladies <laughs> uh multiple colors the the caricature of of myself which i'm flattered that it was even made because i've never had a caricature done That's but super cool it, do you guys like it is it's it awesome is it cool like
3: it's it. really cool
4: i love
1: it you have it. stickers oh yeah they oh, I, got the caricature. Stickers stickers? Are I think it's so perfect yeah. i love stickers i love the sticker
0: and we're gonna be uh we also have sax spirit gear as well Unfortunately, because this, uh, we are pre recording this episode uh, prior to the release on Tuesday. we haven't necessarily been able to see it yet.
4: Yeah, we haven't ironed it out yet. Um,
0: so we're, it's in progress. We're still right. working on the details. Charlie from Black Dog Graphics is amazing. He does a lot of things on the fly. Um, you guys have been working with him yeah. on your own gear, mm-hmm. um, which you're, you're yeah. sporting here today. You yeah, just picked these freshly up off mm-hmm. the printer, it looks like. Oh yeah. they, And they're
4: so soft and comfy. We, we decided you know, we're getting into fall and winter. We needed hoodies and, and sweatshirts, and we just wanted to try it out. So we just had to make a couple just to start, see if we liked the design and, and mm-hmm. everything and it's perfect so i am very happy he he takes great care of us yeah
0: he's he's just yeah. a great guy those
4: are polo great our...
1: guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh hopefully you know this could be serve as kind of a brainstorming meeting yeah, here right? right here right, right. now just, and yeah, I got so ideas. we'll we'll have these ideas we'll talk about them right mm-hmm. now and then come the premiere of this uh, episode Maybe these ideas will come to fruition. Yeah. Maybe this will be yeah. a precognition of what we see on the uh, on the MaggotMall.com. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I've never had any type of apparel uh, for anything that I do. So this is just an exciting moment for it's, me. So it's fitting. Yeah. I get it because it's mag- It's prod wear. It's, it's fitting. fitting. Yes. Very A-o. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a groan? Over no, there? I said L. L. <laughs> <"Ey-o- laughs> yeah. you, you
4: you you have more than earned it. You have worked your tail feathers off oh, for shucks. a long time. It's, it's well overdue.
1: Now stop. No, go on. <laughs> no, right don't. On. Keep yeah. No, on. stop. Don't do stop. I don't on. stop.
0: Um, <laughs> so I, I, last time I had you guys on, it was after our Halloween show, okay. and it was a huge. Reaction. In fact, I had a, a stack of papers similar to this one that I have here. Oh man! But it was a little bit thicker. Fortunately, uh, during that last episode, we were able to work through a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and they were they were kind of specific to um, uh, possessions and uh, what else did we talk about? Religion. That was yeah. a, that was a that big, big time
2: Yeah.
4: That that was quite the topic. <laughs> and uh,
0: there there was that one letter from the guy who um, quoted the Bible.
4: Oh yes. And
0: I, I did. I pass that email on to you. Mm-hmm. Did you have any correspondence with him after um, the fact?
4: I did not. Okay. Um, not yet. Um, I don't think he really wanted, per se. I think he maybe just wanted us to answer it, like, on the podcast, which we sure. did. But I did reach out to my um, contact in um, sort of the my denomination the, that, I, that I go to. Mm-hmm. And she had a, a little more simplistic approach to it. And basically kind of what I thought is that, you know— you can take any scripture and make it, quote unquote, try to fit right. what you're trying, what your agenda is or isn't. Um, so basically she kind of said, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, you're doing God's work. You're helping out. You're doing what you feels right for your soul. She goes, keep at it, girl, essentially. I mean, right she. On. She wasn't concerned about it and she's like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> now
0: now that we've kind of talked it through, I do remember he did write back after we posted that oh, episode. Okay. And he did say, you know, I was just in I was in the mindset because I was it was fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. It was a scripture that I had read that that might have uh, not agreed with what your guys's focus or mm-hmm. direction was. Yeah. Um so it might have come off as combative, but he was that he was, was not his con- intention. He was more concerned and and Which curious is fine. and curious okay. because I think there's a there's a lot of level of curiosity when it comes to religion and mm-hmm. what you guys do because it skates that line it of does. of what is right and wrong in their Mm -hmm. eyes or in anybody's
1: eyes. Super weird because the Catholic Church does exorcisms.
4: (laughs) They're they're very much
1: involved with the spirit realm. It's sort of like them saying, if we don't do it, you can't do it.
4: (laughs) And and to some degree, there is some validity in parts of that, but mainly because they have legal protection to perform exorcisms. I don't. I don't want to get sued by a family if something goes wrong in one. So I'm okay to bow out and let Any clergy doesn't have to be a Catholic clergy. Right. It can be any Religious clergy. But they still do it, which <laughs> yeah. means they
1: believe in something. Yes, they do.
4: And they know that demons are real. They know that darkness is real. Duh, they talk you know, about them all the time. Yeah, they're, they by preach name. A, they preach it hard. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that, and that part's fine. I want people to talk about it and be mm-hmm. aware of it. And I'm glad that guy emailed. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he identified that, you know, he was curious and that he was wondering, hey, do you think you're getting misled, this and that. Yes, that's a possibility, and this is why we take what we do so darn seriously, because there are so many fly-by-night, ramshackle, you know, paranormal groups or enthusiasts that are putting themselves and their clients in danger Mm -hmm. regularly. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we want it to be taken seriously, Um, but at the same time, none of our clients have to fit into a religious box. We're never going to put force somebody into a lane. What's the box? not somebody's religion <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um I th- was it, it the last time we had you guys on it wasn't uh the Q&A wasn't it the yeah. union yeah, hotel yeah
3: that was the it was the, the Q- overflow
4: the, yeah, the, the Q&A Q was them. the last yeah. uh, okay we, yeah. all right
0: cuz I, I since the union hotel um, you guys have been pretty busy. Oh yeah. Um, so sacspirit.com is where you can contact Melissa and Brent and their team, um, and also get various resources um, mm-hmm. because you guys are pretty much booked out for uh, how long now?
4: So, oh Lord, um, yeah, we are booking February, March, maybe even April, twenty twenty one. Wow. Um, it depends what people are looking for. Private readings, this and that. What we are trying to do and what we're trying to do better in the next year and next year and a half of our calendar is carve out um, time off, both for recovery and, you know, our rebounding so we can actually serve people better, Mm -hmm. but also work events and other mandatory things, family things, holidays, and also to allow for either like public events that we might want to attend or, Mm -hmm. you know, be seen at and or emergency cases because we are having to sort of work around that and figure stuff out for emergency cases. I want to leave purposeful gaps in case someone says, you know, we're, we're in dire straits right now. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to say, well, we can get to you in three days, you know, whatever. I want to have some flexibility in this year's calendar. I just i got really excited and i booked everyone solid and i didn't leave a lot of breathing room yeah and that's my own fault you know because i really care about people and i want to make sure people are safe and happy and and served i want to serve the community and so
3: we had that case uh, just recently that, that we mentioned at the Brian and palooza actually where um we got them in within four weeks that was the best that we could do with our schedule it, w- it was a dire situation and we got them a four a four week appointment which is Honestly, pretty good <laughs> with our schedule, and they ended up moving out, and that, that still bothers me. I, I wanted to get out there and help them, and we were yeah. we we're going to be out there as soon as we could. They ended up moving.
0: So a little a little background on that yeah. case, though. Do you know any details as to why, what was so dire? And you weren't able to get out there.
4: Yeah, you know, honestly, I think some of their—I think they always had technically some, yeah. intended on moving. Okay. Um, it was sort of in the works, but they sort of wanted to make sure— that okay. they, they were clear before they left. It got
3: sped up, yeah. And, and you okay. know,
4: things like that. And it, it did kind of speed things up for them a little bit. But um, we did send them resources, and I think they did utilize those, okay. which helped clear their energy. So when they go to their next space, it probably will be a better experience. And we do have those resources for people. We have them available if we can't get out right away because people can take control of their energy a lot more than they think they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want people to know that they can be empowered and they can be armed. We will make exceptions for emergencies and we do have some professionals in the field that we do trust um, that we can refer people to. You know, we we do have resources, but I still want people to either message us through our website or through our Facebook page, um, Facebook uh, forward slash uh, Sack Spirit. I want people to be able to go and know that they can connect to us for advice, for help, for anything, and or referrals. Um, we have Reiki workers. We have people that can conduct um, light blessings. We know people in the community. I would prefer them to come to us first, um, just for good safety purposes. Sure.
0: So and another thing that I think is important to point out, when you have these dire cases and people are like, well, I, I wanna leave my house, these things don't just attach to houses they can attach to people too they can depending absolutely. on what type
4: of entity is yeah, yeah Right.
0: yeah so it, really it, i think a lot of people associate hauntings with with specific landmarks or places mm-hmm. but you can move from like you know this is a silly example but the amityville horror <laughs> yeah. house that obviously is an example of that something at the house that, yeah. that that feeds off of things but you mm-hmm. know there are other cases where they're just attached to the people
4: yeah that that is absolutely a thing um, and I've kind of learned a lot from my from my mentor, um, Amy Allen. I've really picked up a lot of how to advise people whether they should move, if it's worth it to move, if they're going to move, what to do first, like clear their energy so they can go somewhere and be safer. Um, but there's, there's no case that's identical. It's all – there's no cookie cutter. It is, you know, each one is – an individual and unique thing so that's why i want to talk to each client because i want to give them the very specific advice that will deal with their specific haunting
0: this uh i i'm I'm going to start diving into these emails Mm -hmm. that we got um this this are all leftovers from our Mm -hmm. halloween show and i think that they still are relevant and and will still resonate because these are just These are very general questions that don't necessarily need immediate help. Um, But I think this one relates to what we're talking about here. This is from Brendan. They say, uh, how does one practice not intruding into other people's energy? Mm -hmm. I am a super empathic person, and sometimes the energies of of others can shut me down. I would love any insight, and thank you for all you guys do.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have specific documents already prepared just for this type of thing, uh, my aura protection and my grounding documents, and uh, I can email them. They're on our website um, so they can poke around in our uh, paranormal help articles and, and take a look. Protecting your own aura, staying in your own bubble will allow you to interact in public spaces a lot better, a lot easier, um, and you're not going to absorb everyone else's junk And it also is more polite because you don't want to be invading somebody else's energetic space either. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be, you know, poking into their space. Um, so it, Diggity. yeah, <laughs> so it almost well, maybe you do. I don't know, but um,
0: consensually, hopefully.
4: yeah, it's, as long as it's consensual. I, kind of, <laughs> I do ask before I invade people's auras, you know, <laughs> here, let me dig around in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you huh. know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, th- that's what the aura protections about, that's what the grounding is about. It keeps you out of other people's stuff and them out out of your energy so um they can go on our website or just message me and i'll send it to them
0: so i don't want to discourage people from doing that going to the website and looking at your mm-hmm. resources or or reaching out to you individually but maybe you can explain some techniques that you use in order to ground and protect yourself from situations mm-hmm. like this of shutting down <laughs>
3: websites into the end of construction
0: yeah. Ooh, a <laughs> little tease here <laughs>
4: All right. Yeah, I have, I have a very long list to send a tech to you, and they they will be they will be helping well, me.
0: Well, as the sponsorship of the podcast and of the uh, the company that has redone radradio.com, mm-hmm. dot com, I can vouch for them. They are the people to go to.
4: Yeah, yep. and, and honestly, our edits are really minor, so they're like, oh, that'll take us like an hour and a half. Of course. I'm like, oh, come on, because
0: <laughs> they're the pros. So that yep. makes
4: that makes me happy. I'm like, here, <laughs> just take my money and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> so that'll be good. Um, but yeah, as far as techniques, um, things that would be good. Uh, Grounding. Grounding, it's a wide variety of things. Is that like getting
0: in trouble from your parents?
4: uh, Sort of. No. If you're energetically in trouble, um, go out and hug a tree. um, So it can involve a variety of things. Um, Good old fashioned grounding can mean literally taking off your shoes, going outside, putting your bare feet on earth, on grass, on dirt, um, in a lake, a river, the ocean. Basically planting your physical body into the earth so energy can exit you and exit your space. Um, it's picturing all of the energy flowing all the way from the top of your head, all the way out through every part of your body, out of your feet and back into the earth and saying, OK, thank you, universe. Thank you, Earth. Thank you, angels, whatever you know works for you and have it just exit your feet and the earth to absorb it. Um, that's good old fashioned grounding
0: I think the combination of gratitude mm-hmm. and the connection to the earth yeah. are some while it might sound silly are some of the most underrated techniques mm-hmm. to use not just to, for you know this mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. and, and and grounding your energy because you might be empathic yeah but just for your general health and mm-hmm. your general well-being, yeah. There's so much to benefit from doing that.
4: I plug, yeah, plug, yeah, there's, plug her into yeah. the
0: Pacific twice a year. Yeah, <laughs> safely. Yeah.
4: There, I mean, <laughs> yeah, thank you. There's yeah. minerals in yeah. the in the dirt and the ocean, all kinds of things that you know. You it's getting some sunshine. Just 20 minutes of sunshine, you get you know your your vitamin D dose for the day. Yeah. So I mean, that's really it. It is kind of a a big deal, and I think grounding is is super super important there's
1: also grounding plates um mm-hmm. where you basically have like uh you ever seen those thermometers you stick in your turkeys uh-huh and then they have the cord that comes out mm-hmm. it's sort of like that but you stick it in dirt oh. and then it's a it's a like a pad that goes oh yeah i think i've seen they're that. not terribly hard to make on your own if you mm-hmm. wanted to um when i first saw them come out they were a little pricey but mm-hmm. i'm sure they've honed that down yeah really? but that way you can get that grounding while you sleep and there's no better grounding than a full eight hours. Mm-hmm. Just so connect. I've heard of I have I have heard of that and I think that would be a great idea I, as well. I need to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So you probe
0: the ground with one of mm-hmm. these meat thermometer type things. Yep. And then you run that cable into your house and then in onto a into a mat that goes and on the, your mattress. Yeah,
1: so you know how like a heating pad has like coils. The coils, so, yeah, I so know that, exactly yeah. what you're talking that about. that whole Coil that rod that you stick into the ground is connected to a, it's all one long right. piece of you know conductive metal. So it's mm-hmm. literally grounding you. Yeah. I think it's. I want to say they use copper. I could be wrong. Mm.
4: No copper. I actually. I wear. Yeah. I wear copper all the yeah. time because it also prevents me from
1: psychokinetically yeah. launching energy into well, the wrong direction. It, hmm. It's uh pyrotechnics. When they do like make fireworks, you mm-hmm. have to ground yourself on a copper plate before oh, you walk into the building. I've seen that. Huh. Yeah, you have to rub your hands and mm-hmm. cool. so uh, you know if you get the right wiring, you can make your own really Mm -hmm. uh but it's got to be ground it can't be a flower bed that you planted from like with tomatoes it's got to be the ground physical ground yeah that
0: might be tough to find these days especially with everything being paved over can be you know unless you live in an area that has ground
4: well there there are so many different ways if you can't just go outside and you know find a park and stick your feet in or you know do one of those techniques they also have crystal healing mats that Mm -hmm. i've seen um that people lay on to clear themselves um Uh, Sometimes I'll just hug a big old piece of black tourmaline and just sit there in my room and then picture roots coming out of me. I know it's a visualization technique, but, you know, it works. Mm -hmm. Hold the tourmaline, picture the roots coming from my feet into the earth, clears me out, helps out. I mean, you can try a lot of different things. Um, Labradorite as a crystal, very clearing and Mm -hmm. protecting for the aura, um, will help, uh, especially if you're in— Um, public places and you're really overwhelmed by energy carrying a small piece of black tourmaline and a small piece of labradorite will filter out and protect you from a lot of energy the uh, megahertz that those crystals vibrate at does impact how our cells vibrate so it does impact our energy with other people that's a good suggestion um this is the weird really weird this is getting into the mumbo and jumbo but per uh basically imagining yourself standing inside of a disco ball and picturing like all of the mirrors reflecting everything off of you, that's probably a good idea as well to kind of imagine things that are just reflecting off of you and not sticking or connecting to your aura. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of these uh, gemstones and things like that, the tourmaline, the Mm -hmm. labradorite, Um, I have a, a pretty good collection of, of different types of gemstones. And a lot of these things I've, I've either been gifted or mm-hmm. I come across in metaphysical stores. Um, you thank you. Um, do you have like a guide to those types of gemstones on your website as well? Or is um, that something that's pretty easily
4: That's pretty easily Googleable. Uh, yeah, you can Google a lot of that. I mean, there's the crystal Bibles that are out there that tell you of all the different meanings. A lot of books and, on this, you know, yeah. And there's a lot of books in Googly. Opie you know. farted, and I'm sorry. Oh, I, that's fine. I'm no, st- it's bad.
0: Opie, rude. Oh,
4: well, I, I'm, I'm stuffy anyway, I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> I can't
0: smell. I'm lucky. Oh, yeah,
4: I know. He can't even smell. Uh,
1: so, yeah. People... She's just
0: blaming it on the dog over there. No,
1: <laughs> it's been so bad. She woke me what up. What does she eat? Okay, so I've been giving her little bites of the, meat, the beef sticks from Longhorn. Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> little tiny, like, y- you did it. You know, you're a good girl treat. Oh. like
0: it's, it's enough fuel. She hasn't fire.
1: had one for at least a day and a half, but she is still farting. And well, who- she woke me up oh damn like they're that stinky so I'm just I'm sorry I can't
4: say anything Connor's gas has been really really bad lately too but he's also a 14 year old dog she (laughs) farted today
1: on the couch and it was like (laughs) (laughs) and then
2: (laughs) I thought it.
3: I knew we were going to get fart talking on this one
1: (laughs) I thought it was Brandon (laughs) because she was in his lap and but I and she looked down licked her butt and then took off off the couch
0: scared her she didn't know it came from her. Yeah. She thought it came from the couch. Gassed
4: gassed <laughs> her herself.
1: Couch, she, how do you know it was the dog? She, she, she I even, was looking at his asshole at the time. <laughs> she <laughs> even came back to the couch to like investigate the spot. She's was <laughs> like, that's so weird.
0: How did that happen? I don't know, guys. <laughs> Who did, did you? that? Maybe we should get the couch checked out.
1: <laughs> She's
0: Malfunction. all... <laughs> Malfunction. Malfunction. <laughs>
4: From rocks to farts, that's good. Uh, Sorry. Well, is it's why, all organic. This is why we're, we're such good friends. <laughs> Literally. Because it just, you know, it's just the whole flow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, how about another uh, email here? Sure. sure. Um, this is from Ralph. My grandfather passed away in the same room I grew up in when I was six months old. Wow. Hmm. One day back in the day, back in the day, I was playing video games with my mom. We had a pile of clothes on the bed in the corner of our eyes. We saw the clothes lift up as though someone pinched the top of the pile and lifted them. Oh. Is it possible something like this can happen, or was it a figment of our imagination? I always looked at it as my grandfather was letting me know he was still around. Is, mm-hmm. it, is this a normal occurrence for apparitions?
4: Yeah, I mean, that seems pretty normal to me. I mean, course, I have a lot of really irregular things that happen in my house every day. Like what?
2: Um,
4: oh, God. I've been having a lot of... Um, Manifestations lately. I've it, uh, my what, relatives.
0: What does it mean? Oh, so you you see I'll, your I'll see, relatives. I'll
4: see stuff happen. I'll see stuff move. I'll see shadows go by. I will smell my grandmother's perfume. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of things have been happening, and it just it keeps getting more and more profound. Um, so. And my grandmother, you know, obviously it was her house for a long time. So for for the letter writer, it absolutely is very possible. And if they got the distinct feeling that it was the grandfather giving the message, I would trust that. I trust my clients' instincts when they feel a sense of something, mm-hmm. and I really give a lot of honor to that sensation. Um, yeah, spirits can move stuff. I mean, I I think I mentioned this on one of the the last podcast. Um, that my kitty cat that passed away he flung his collar all the way off the shelf and in front of me that took a lot of energy Mm -hmm. to because if it was just going to fall off the shelf okay then it just falls straight down no it flew several feet across the room to land in front of my feet that does not just happen right so that kind of you know it yeah it's it's interaction and i think it's kind of cool yeah. It, I it. love it even from the grave. The cat was like, whoop, yeah. yes, knock over.
1: No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, he was
4: always Brutus was always cantankerous and the fact that it went whoosh I was like, nah, all right, okay, it's Love yeah. that
1: word. That is such a
4: great cantankerous.
0: word. <laughs> does does the uh does now apparitions or past loved ones mm-hmm. or even past animals don't just visit in the afterlife during our waking life, mm-hmm. but they also visit in our Uh, Sleeping in In our dreams, right? Yes. Um, Haley, you mentioned that your cat, Switch, will visit you frequently.
1: Um, Yeah. She comes on little adventures with me. That's how you know it's um, it's like, you know, when you're you're in a dream and you go from one transition to the next. Mm -hmm. And most times, um, you know, the same character doesn't necessarily stay with you. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're aware of yourself in your dream. And I have that sensation, but I'm also aware of her. Mm, So it's as if there's another energy. And and so I'll look down and almost go, yeah, I know. Weird, weird dream, (laughs) huh, Switch? Like, and she's always just kind of hanging out with me. So um, it's not always, but when she does come through, you know, you know, I know the difference. You know the difference. Absolutely. You know, you just
4: you feel it feels more real when it's a visitation. Yeah. You, You wake up from it feeling like you've experienced it versus you just watched it like a movie, like a dream. Yeah. A dream is a movie. A visitation is you lived it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I had, I don't know if I've talked about this one before the one with my dad, um, where he told me where to find the camera charger. Did I not talk about well, it? I don't know. No, when was this? So it was, it was not long after he had passed away a couple weeks, I think. And, um, which was
0: how long ago now?
1: <laughs>
0: like 10 years?
1: 11. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 11 years oh I don't, yeah 11 plus um he uh i i had his camera and i knew that there were pictures on it and but it was dead and i oh. didn't know where the charger was for the the battery it wasn't just a you know drop in a couple of batteries specific mm. camera yeah it was a nikon i still have it <laughs> i think it's actually in there oh. <laughs> <laughs> um I, it's somewhere anyway uh i couldn't find the charger for it and he was in this transition of moving, and he was, the house, it was just such a nightmare. I've I've never really gone into the whole story. Um, I I had this dream where I walked into a house that reminded me of like all the houses we'd ever lived in Hmm. combined. And my first memory of moving out of the childhood home I was at, we moved into a place on Bonnie Knoll in Roseville. And uh, it's older part over by the Popeyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally like right there. Um, and I just remember it had like wood floors. And so in my, and in my dream, I walked in and it was as if I was sitting in that living room again with the wood floors and everything else in the dream had just faded away. And then my dad was sitting on the floor. And so I just weirdly just walked up to him, sat Indian style in front of him.
0: It's Native American style now. Uh,
1: <laughs> indigenous people style. There you go. Uh I I, I sat down in front mm-hmm. of him and Cross legged. Yeah, cross cross <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yoga posed it. Whatever. Thanks for keeping it PC. And he <laughs> grabbed That's my job. He like grabbed my calves like you may be like and pulled me like closer to him. Okay. And we just started talking and I said, Am I gonna see you again? And he said, um, yes, but not too soon. Um, and then I, you know, I just kind of went on and on for whatever reason. I was so obsessed with that damn camera. I Mm -hmm. said, where's the battery for the camera? You know, where's the charger? And he said, oh, it's in the master bathroom. Sure as shit. Went back to the house. Charger's in the bathroom.
3: Oh
2: my
4: God.
1: That's awesome.
4: Last Last place
3: you'd look for it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's
4: super. See, that's. This is why I love the dead. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> the guardian angels and our, and our
1: dead relatives are really helpful at times. It was so silly. <laughs> you know? I like, and I woke up and I was like, of all the things to talk to my dad about, but I think it was because I asked him if I was going to see him again, and he couldn't give me a direct answer. So then I went, all right, just ask him a direct question, like mm-hmm. if I want an answer. Uh, I had one other thing happen that was really weird. Um, my sister's ex husband was in a motorcycle accident a long time mm-hmm. ago, and he slid off. 49 and cracked his shoulder like he went tumbling down a hill and he got pinned to a tree under his bike oh my god he had on like this protection so he he healed he was fine he didn't have any like he's fine but they um they took his shoes off of him and he couldn't find his shoes anywhere and he was telling like me this—the
0: the paramedics or whatever. Yeah, and, he, and
1: it was so he was like obsessed with this one thing because they were expensive, and he was like, "I just don't even know where they are."
0: Those riding mm. shoes aren't cheap.
1: No, no, no. no. riding and gear is not cheap. No, and and so, I I just looked at him, and I it was like a dream state in the middle of the day. Mm. All of a sudden, I just went. They're on the right handlebar of your bike. Huh. Wow. Huh. He. And I just said it's probably where they are. They go to the wrecking yard the next day, and sure as shit, they're and I said they're tied to, and they were tied together, hanging over the right oh, wow. bar. just as I'd seen it. He sent me a picture, and I said that's exactly the image I saw. Wow. So you had a, a moment of remote viewing, yeah,
4: which is really yeah. cool.
1: I, remote viewing is hard. It's not the first time.
4: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, <laughs> that I, one's not the first time. I, I have, I, I did that for. Uh, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. they could not find a, a laptop for anything, and you know, and the, <laughs> it's always an object. <laughs> and they and they had all this like drunken days, and they were hiding stuff from people, and they had these raging parties. I'm like, well, I think it's in this attic space, and blah blah blah, and. Yeah, they went and looked and they're like, mm-hmm. how in the hell did you... Because I didn't... I wasn't
1: that familiar with their home either. Right. And they're like, that
4: is exactly... Because I must have hit
1: it up there at one of those parties, blah, blah. And is that why you always ask me when you can't find things?
0: Maybe. Maybe I just naturally know that you'll be able to just go, no, 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 (laughs) no, no.
1: I usually do, too. I can always hone in on something. That's really cool.
0: So you mentioned that a lot of these spirits and guardian angels are uh, helpful. They can be, A lot of this is, uh, do you, in all of your experiences and investigations, do you find that they're more positive than negative? Because I feel like... When people think paranormal investigations, they think hauntings and mm-hmm. you know, demonic possessions and Ouija boards and all that stuff. That's the sexy stuff, right? <laughs> right, right. Not a, not uh, yeah. the, not all the positive stuff gets talked about as yeah. often. I, I think, at least when it comes to this genre of of business, that yeah. you if you just want to know, the,
3: if you want to know the truth, uh, in introducing people to their ghosts and just giving them that validation <clears throat> that it's grandma or grandpa or whoever. That's the bread and butter of paranormal investigation. That's most of what we do. Mm-hmm. It's usually positive. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the a, a the, lot of positive. Yeah, the dark sexy stuff is actually the exception to the rule. Right. It does happen when the dark stuff happens. As we've said before, it's usually because somebody's invited it in, um, or you moved into yeah. or you moved into a house that was built on an Indian burial
1: ground. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the or like <laughs> cursed by a witch that you know yeah things know, do happen yeah. we've had that and yeah. that's
4: not fun at all yeah. um we've had a few of those cases but yeah no we um i would say we've encountered tons of positive lots of helpful spirits lots of you know it's just family and that kind of stuff and we've had sort of the mixed bag where it's just a grouchy spirit that needs a little help mm-hmm. and is a little lost you know that yeah. type of thing it's not inherently evil it's just but they're being aggressive or they have an attitude and they just need that little extra assistance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other sliver of it is, yeah, it's full on something pretty dark or pretty angry and it means to harm people. And we've had some very, very serious cases where people are terrified and they are being affected or impacted or hurt. Um, And we want to help every single client, whether, Hey, it's just, you know, uncle so-and-so or whether you've got, you know, Legion in your house. We right. we, we really, it, you know, it. It to me, it's it's still our sole mission. Help, no matter what you've got going on. Yeah. We found through being through, you know, with um, doing stuff with you guys at Rad and the podcast and all of that. I've gotten a lot more private reading bookings, in, you know, that have really cropped up that didn't really used to be something that was dominating. But that's a lot of people just want that closure. And we always we formed the group to help people, and mm-hmm. you know, and we Brent and I talk about this. We formed this group to help the community and help souls and help the living and the dead, and we're doing that. Um, but it just turns out a lot of people just want some basic closure, yeah. and they just they don't need the 300 pounds of of gear in their house. They <laughs> they just want to validate some information and energy, and and so we're doing that too. But um, you know, absolutely the 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 people that need the help the, the most intensely of course are the ones that are being hurt and we still do get those but no it's it's not yeah. every case it's like out of every 10 cases maybe two are kind of dark ish you know then a couple are just cranky and then the rest of them are you know friendly it's yeah, and
3: a- when you say dark ish you know like you made a very good point some of them are just they they're just dead people but they're confused they're afraid they they don't know that they've died and they just need some help crossing mm-hmm. over and they've gotten aggressive because they need to get somebody's attention and that, and i don't ultimately think of those as a, as a negative hunting mm-hmm. Us, yeah. usually well, we end up crossing those folks over
1: anger in general is just a sign that something needs to change yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know we get hangry because yeah. we need to go hunt <laughs> right. we it yeah. gets it's a motivational tool mm-hmm. that we've developed so it would make sense and because it's yeah. an emotional thing mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it would make sense that that would be the next progression. Of yeah, they it. just, they get desperate. It's almost like they're grieving also, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. a level of grief as well. And if they can't get past it, then they also get stuck because yeah, emotions are energy anyway. Yeah, exactly. It is, that is a big part of
4: it. And yeah, we and we just, we want to help all of them. And, and the ones that are actually attacking people, you know, whether it's, you know, we had, a, you know, a nice little old lady that was being attacked by an unseen entity and it was you know, doing some, she's like 60-ish, 65, you Poor know. Poor old lady. And, you know, well, it was doing some really nasty things to her. And so that's, those are the, that's the dark side of, of the coin. And those are the ones that we get concerned about. And then we try to jump in and, and help as fast as possible with that kind of stuff. But those aren't, quote unquote, common. Um, right. You know, it's... It, It's also the other other layer to this is, too, if if a person is a jerk in life, they probably will be one in death. Mm -hmm. And so if they're abusive people, you know, here on Earth, they may continue to abuse from the afterlife. And that has to go. They can't stay in somebody's space if they no longer live there. If, you know, and if they're causing harm, no, they're not a demon
1: but they're still being a turd. They're someone's demon.
4: Yeah. Technically. Yeah. They're, they're you know, they're not like from literally from hell, but they're, they're making a living hell for, for a living person. So either way, they still have to go. And we like to resolve any and all of those cases, but we're, we're happy to take on all of them.
0: Yeah. It's obvious that people, I I feel like having you guys on the podcast, or at least Shedding more light on what you do Uh has lifted a lot of the stigma and has made people come out of the woodworks. And it doesn't surprise me at all that you're getting more private readings Uh and, and phone readings because... Like you said, it you don't necessarily need all the equipment. People yeah. just want answers. People mm-hmm. just want to get that validation. And yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful thing that you guys do. And this uh, next email is in the similar vein of, of death. Obviously, death is a big topic here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this is from uh, Delilah. She says, I am somewhat a skeptic, but I'm also open to some degree. My question is, I've had a lot of death in my lifetime. The past 18 years, especially. I was wondering if I did set up a reading with you all if with you all if it if that opens me up to bad auras or spirits hmm. i'm a pretty positive person and i don't feel as if there is any bad energy following me or bothering me but i also would hate to open myself up and potentially cause something bad yeah. any advice would be greatly appreciated hopefully we can schedule an appointment sometime in the next 2 years
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah even my readings are out into 2021 and i just I've decided not to stress myself out. I hate having to write back and say, "How's this of 2021?" Right. and you know, but what I can't do anything about it. But so it sounds like uh, you, she she you, wants yeah, you she, set
0: up into like you you when mm-hmm. you go into these things, you kind yeah. of set up a protective bubble for both do. of you, right?
4: I do. I set up a lot of boundaries and I set intentions and and, and good expectations and and all of that. Um, but I do also find that fear and nerves. You know, that can that can invite things into your space, whether you have a reading or not. If you have a lot of, you know, fear of the other side, um, you know, it's manifestation. You're manifesting your own, you know, energy. But if she's got those nerves and she's still not having any bad experiences, I don't think having a reading with me would invite anything Mm -hmm. in. I, I wouldn't have to do, you know, an investigation. I wouldn't have to do spirit box, any of that kind of crazy stuff. Um, a private phone reading, I don't think it would be a problem at all. And I do set a really positive intention. Um, basically, I prep for about an hour, hour and a half prior to every reading. Um, I read the photo. I meditate. I say a little prayer. Um, I light a white candle to bring white light into the reading for for, for them and for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I smudge myself and my space. I ask for all energy that doesn't serve um The will of the reading and the positive energy to to exit the space and i cord cut i do the whole nine yards every single time Mm -hmm. um, before i go to uh, either go to a reading or before i conduct a phone reading um, so yeah, she can definitely reach out, and you know, if she's not comfortable with it, I'm not going to make anybody do anything they don't want to. Sure. Um, and because I can't also promise what will or will not come through in right. a reading, I have a whole document dedicated just to what to expect from a reading, so people know that I'm an empathic medium. Everything I'm getting is going to be emotion or feeling based. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like the people you see on TV. I don't rarely if ever get names about 10% of the time unless the dead are really loud do I get a name. Um, You know.
1: You got I'll, them all at the union. The
4: union was loud. <laughs> and, was and, and and I have and there's about a handful of other cases where it's happened or I'll get like a first letter of a name or I'll get something yeah. or a sound. Um Most of the time I just get general looks or something that they just make me feel about them. Sorry. Um, And so, you know, I like people to have those proper expectations about about a reading
0: how often do you go into not just readings but investigations where nothing happens i mean you you've mentioned long ago um in one of our first episodes with you guys that sometimes you'll just find out that there's some bad wiring that needs Mm -hmm. an electrician to come out and and fix some things because your your emf readings or Mm -hmm. your all your gadgets are pointing to there's actually just some bad wiring in the walls both can be true
3: too yeah yeah that can be food for spiritual energy oh so so if if they have a a background or have a lot of energy um we we had a case that's coming to mind where they felt very dizzy on the stairs and the the the, the stairs must be haunted because they felt dizzy on the stairs no the, the reason you feel dizzy on the stairs is it's giving off 19 milligauss <laughs> uh the i'm not a contractor so f- f- pardon me but there's like the the main it has a name but the but the main harness uh, the main wiring harness that g- that connects to like the main power cable coming out of the ground or coming or coming off of a off of a power pole it was really poorly grounded yeah <sighs> yeah and but they so,
4: did actually have some spiritual activity there yeah. too because i did pick up other energy and entities in the house okay
3: yeah but, but they were and they were in that case the, that those that energies, that energies a- were pretty much familial so, yeah. So yeah.
0: how often is it less often that nothing I, comes through yeah, on I, on any of your guys's? Well, I'm fond of saying that don't you don't know.
3: call the fire department if your house isn't on fire. That's fair. <laughs> <That's rare. laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so so yeah, I mean so yeah, usually it, we go in. Usually there, something. Yeah, yeah usually there's something. But we've had we've had a few cases where it's like you know Melissa and I are looking at each other and it's like the place ain't haunted. Right. Yeah. It, it, that doesn't it's happen the, too it's often. Not but, common. It's yeah. It's it's <laughs> it very
4: it's very very rare that that ever happens that we don't find anything. But then again, I'm also an empath and a medium. So I I can walk into the house and I can still pick up some of the relatives usually, or some sort of energy in the space, Um, you know, or residual energy. Um, But sometimes the, the other side is drawing, um, you know, us towards that person because they need help. And so it's less about the haunting of the home but the individual client mm-hmm. needs some sort of um, intervention emotionally, spiritually or something. So we never totally get fully skunked um, on on a case. it's it's highly uh, unlikely and, and no. as far as readings are concerned, uh, I mean if if I either am there in person or if they send me a picture, they're getting an aura reading. Sure, that will—that is a guarantee. I see them constantly, so that's one of those things that I can't ever not see.
3: Right, I can, I can think of three cases uh, off the top of my head. There aren't very many, but I can think of three cases where there's nothing here. So you're right; it doesn't happen real often.
4: Out of the hundreds and hundreds, yeah, yeah, exactly. Three.
3: So, um, but the, normally you're going to pick up on at least something that has happened there in the past, i.e., residual.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the residual memory for yeah. me is. Um, is easy to pick up.
0: So here's uh, another email that might connect to the uh, residual type of energy. It's kind of a somber uh, letter here, but it's from Cynthia. She says, but I, I recently lost a baby in pregnancy and I wanted to know if you were able to connect with those spirits or are they too young? Have you ever connected with an unborn baby?
1: Yeah.
4: Um, yes. Really? Several times. Um and it's hard. It is really hard to, and I, I, I half the time I hesitate and I don't say anything because it's, I'm, I'm afraid to approach that sometimes. Cause I know it's so sensitive and I have connected. I've asked somebody like, I'll say, you know, I'm picking, this is what I'm picking up. I see this, I see that. Um, I see an older soul holding the smaller soul, you know, and when I do feel the confidence to, um, speak up about it, it's usually always um, spot on that they've either had a, a miscarriage or they've lost, um, you know, a child or, you know, that type of thing. And one of the ones I, I picked up a young, real young soul, I think they had lost a brother and they like they the the baby had died. They were like six months old or something like that. Wow. Um, and so to pick that up was really astonishing for me. I was like, what's happening? You know, and then. But the ones that really get to me is when the the mother has had a loss and, you know, Mm. before it was born. And I just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it. And I, and and I already doubt my gift half the time. And I get all nervous about my own gifts a lot of the time. And then to have to ask them that, like, have you, have you had a loss? um, It's hard. Yeah. But I, I know that those souls don't, nothing like they, they're so pure Mm -hmm. that they go right back into the light and they're often able to connect and say, you know, some really helpful um, information to their parents, like, you know, to, to absolve them for whatever pain or guilt they might have about well, why did I lose it? You know, um, one that really um, touched me was um, I, I that's the soul had told me it wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite the right time. You weren't ready, but I'm going to come back to the family. And then the the client had mentioned, you know, well, my niece is pregnant. And I was like, oh, crap, it really did come back. You know, and and it was because they said that it was like the information they gave me about how long it was going to be in between. And I like the amount of years. And I was like, well, I see this number and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, it's been this many years since I had the loss. I'm like. Well, wow. they're due to come back. And, and then the other relative was expecting. So I I was pretty surprised about that. You know, I, I'm always astonished by things I pick up and, I remember that and being, humbled by it. I
3: remember that being a pretty emotional case, too. Yeah,
0: The uh, universe seems to be guiding this stack of papers because we're just stumbling into these things that just connect from, from mm-hmm. question to question. Um, this is from Shelby who is I presuming drinking her juice uh, she says can souls uh, f- can souls go back and forth between our world and the spirit world Oh, good question. Uh, we have a neighbor who was my mom's best friend passed suddenly and they weren't on good terms before mm-hmm. she passed myself and my dad felt her presence in our home for a whole uh, for a while until she appeared in dream my dad has uh, and told me I'm sorry this is just bad <laughs> bad grammar I'm trying to navigate this <laughs> um, they felt the presence in their home for a while until she appeared in a dream that her this person's dad had and told him she was sorry oh. and to tell my mom she loved her. After my dad had that dream, we didn't feel her presence anymore. Once mm. they leave the human world, do they pass on for good?
4: Mm. That's a fabulous question. Um, there's a lot of things to navigate in that that could be possible. There's a lot of possibilities. Um, some souls, in, in, in our belief, you know, they might reincarnate. They might come back. They might do another lifetime, um, unless they find a spiritual project here on Earth, like my grandmother has in me, and so she stays. As far as she's gone to the light, she's transitioned. Her, her soul's not stuck, um, but she hasn't chosen to reincarnate because she's taking care of me. That's that's what she wants to do until I'm in the uh, to the other side. Um,
3: they come back but, as teachers.
4: Yeah, and so they come back more as a spirit guide and, and that type of thing. Um but you know, once they you don't feel them anymore it doesn't necessarily mean they're not visiting anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just not being overt about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they did reincarnate. That's possible too. Uh, there there's there's no way of really for sure knowing. Um and I've also found that sometimes a fragment of your soul will remain as a ghost or spirit or an energy in a space. But then the rest of you does reincarnate. Mm. And that's a really weird phenomenon. There is actually this um, gentleman who owned a hotel and he, he was the former owner. He reincarnated, but um, you're able to pick up his former self as a, almost an interactive somewhat negative entity in oh. the place and that fragment of the soul drew him back to buy the hotel that was again. one of
3: amy's cases huh? yeah it was yeah. one
4: of it was an it was a dead files case yeah. and it was the dumas um well I think it, was the, it actually was a brothel yeah and but uh, they turned it into like a bread like a hotel or something <laughs> you know like it before it was a brothel and so he came back sadly though he he haunted himself so deeply he actually overdosed him and died. Wow. Um, so he died in the location twice.
0: Oh my gosh.
4: Um, yeah. So, That's a ghost story for you. Yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 it's a little, it's a little um, troubling and a little um, uh, upsetting to think of. But yes, you know, you, souls can do a lot of different things that we don't have all the answers. We're never really going to have all the answers, but just because you don't feel them doesn't mean they're just gone forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did reincarnate, but they're still part of your soul web. Mm-hmm. So they're going to find a way to interact and connect with you on some level, some way, if not via the spirit, if they come back as somebody else, they're still going to be in your network energetically. Um, and like, I always tell a lot of the clients that they, they get all upset. Like, well, I don't feel so-and-so they're probably right. They're tapping you on the back of the head and you, you're just not receiving it for some reason. Right.
0: Maybe you're just not ready for it or open to it, or mm-hmm. you're you're trying too hard. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you have, sometimes you have for, yeah. to just let go and let it happen.
4: Mm-hmm. Or, or they got across all the messages they needed to. You feel right. protected and guided, and they don't need to be all up in your face anymore. They're just. Hovering in the background in case you need a hand.
1: Or like my dad. They just want to watch TV and play with the cats. Right. Yes. Exactly. You know, they, they don't out. They don't need to be all up in your grill. They're just chilling. I didn't get Higgins for me. I got him for my dead dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a mistake to think of these things in a linear fashion. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I, I think, too, um, you know, talk to people like Nick Groff. He's got, some, he's got some amazing theories on all of this where the quantum physics and the idea that there is no time on the other side. And uh, multiple things can be happening in a location at once, and multiple layers, and multiple layers of reality. And we don't yeah. have the time to get into all of that and the quantum string physics of it. Yeah, of but when yeah. we start getting into, I'm not, I'm actually not the biggest fan of string theory. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I like think, matter, that, I actually think that advanced quantum field theory, uh, uh, it really explains all this a lot better than string theory does. Really? Yeah. yeah so th- that's a whole present. different conversation. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll have to jump into that next I, time I have. I you just, went. I did
3: some because I just killed them there. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> killed um, my headphones there. He's playing with your headphones. The, the
0: string theory is is messing with your headphones.
4: Yeah, it's. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon's it, muting me. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. On, honest, honestly, yeah, there is so much to this, and like you were saying about Nick Groff too. There are so many layers to this energetically that the the whole multiverse thing, and and that's um, something that Amy Allen gets into a lot oh, of yeah. where. These vibrational layers are just like colliding and every once in a while, especially to highly sensitive people or or mediums, you're able to transcend a couple of the layers, which is why we can see deceased relatives because the body is deceased, but the energy is not deceased. Mm -hmm. And so we're, you know, vibrating at the frequency of that energy and into the different sort of universe and which is why my voice accidentally came through on the spirit box, which is impossible. There's no microphone. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no way to transmit to it. It just it receives and truncates from the AM/FM spectrum. My voice when I was arguing with the dark entity came through the spirit box,
0: like back at you. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a like a. Did it? it was it an echo? I, yes. Oh wow. It,
4: it was, and so I ended up changing vibrational planes very temporarily. <laughs> And was communicating right at the entity to its face. And very directly after that, Brent felt something grab his arm. And the next morning, he had a gigantic bruise on his arm. We still have a picture of it. It is a huge bruise, like a big, big, giant man hand. And and that was a really hard case. And so, you know, we, we think about that. How is any of that possible? How did something from a different vibrational plane touch him? How did my voice come through on the spirit box? we're obviously getting into different vibrational layers. It's mm-hmm. it's not, yeah. you know, how we're seeing stuff right here in front of Wendy's us.
3: Wendy's voice came over the spirit box at, at Mare Island. It and, did. And, and she was
0: 90 miles away. Wendy's one of your other well, investigators. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. one of the
4: investigators. Because well, she didn't. Uh, me and Brent and John, we all were at Mare Island investigating. We were by the psych ward and we caught a really cool mist and all sorts of things. And we were doing spirit box. And all of a sudden... It, yeah, her voice, Wendy's voice came through. It's, it's she just said, she hey, it's
3: Wendy. She's there in spirit. Right? And this thing is an AM, AM FM radio, Stop so it. She can't, it can't just be random, <laughs> random like that. You know, these kinds of things happen all over the world, and they've been happening for a long time to really get off into the weeds. If you talk about some of the stories that have uh, gone around there's a, a rather famous story in fact the toilet episode was based on it sort of in reverse but there was a there was a, a private aircraft owner in in europe actually in france i believe um that got lost in what's called ifr conditions meaning he was in, literally in the clouds and became disoriented so he was and this this happened in the i want to say late 70s early 80s and so his idea was like, I need to get out of these clouds, and I need to get down down to ground level uh, to figure out where I am and, and see some landmarks. So he did that. So he got out of the clouds, and he flew into a uh, and he flew into and described perfectly a aerodome that hadn't been there since 1918 in World War One.
0: What what's an aerodome? So
3: it's an aerodome is an early airport, oh, okay. a, an early military airport in World War One. They used to call them aerodomes. Okay, and he saw the biplanes, and you know, and he, and he saw the, you know, and he saw the markings on it. You know, the, the the French and British markings, and he described it perfectly. So and he they, he yeah. traveled
0: through time for a moment. And then he
3: went back he, up into the clouds, he and he ended ended it back up in the '80s uh, where he was supposed to be.
0: There's a lot of
1: stories out of a Brit- there's a lot of stories out of Britain, yeah, uh, in the UK that oh, are yeah? time slips. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, really? Yeah, there's there's one where um, not just one person experiences it, but like a whole oh, office experiences it. Um, yeah. I, people I think I've heard of stuff like that. Stepping out and suddenly you see somebody and they're wearing period, period yeah. clothing yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like tampons. and they're confused <laughs> and then all of a sudden they turn around and they're gone and they're I'll back in their you. own period. So it's almost like how do you describe it? It's like you just kind of like this one spot, just whoop, right? Somebody just it's slipped just out, out of their out spot. It's
4: out of phase with you know, time, yeah. and, time and space and reality. Mm-hmm. It's just a little tear in the fabric yeah. of time. You step through, you're like,
1: oops, my bad, and you step back Zip into the are right walking into the wrong room. There's uh, a,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Sorry.
1: No, there's actually, there's a, oh man, I'm going to have to find it. There's like a tunnel that goes under um, one of the, the rivers in... I want to say London. Okay. And they were doing construction on it. Ooh. And these guys were like, they'd go down with their walkie-talkies to like communicate. Mm -hmm. And it's a good long walk, like mile walk. So it takes a good 15, 20 minutes and they could do it in like a couple minutes. Mm. And they were like- Like a wormhole? Yeah, exactly. They're like little time wormholes and they're all over the place. Oh my gosh,
4: that's all. Well, you know, and there's probably a lot of, questions of how these things are opening and why they're opening and obviously you know a lot of our well we have friends that are theoretical physicists and you know working with particle accelerators who knows? We're probably punching little oh, little yeah. stabs into the the time
1: and space here probably, and there. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And and hey, well, destroying oops. particles we shouldn't be destroying. Creating
0: black black matter or dark matter. Dark.
1: Well, little black
4: holes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Little tiny black holes. Maybe all
4: holes should. matter. I ripped <laughs> the
0: fabric of time again.
3: I'm sorry. Um,
4: <laughs> hey, as long as we can find a way to patch them up a little bit, <laughs> and, and and so a lot of our cases that have pretty large portals in them. It's similar, but slightly different. Um, Yeah. I've I've closed portals before regularly. I mean, the ones that aren't supposed to be there. So it's obviously something that some of them can be repaired. Obviously some can't be. Um, But we caught that giant orb flying out of the portal. When I was closing it in one of our cases because the entity didn't like what it I was doing. It was such doing. an amazing catch. Have
3: you seen that catch? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah they, they weren't appreciative of me closing down their free opening to the person's house. But like- well, The party's
0: did. over, man. Yeah, yeah. It's
4: like, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. It's last call. And so, you know, the, the fact that we caught that on film, the orb leaving, and then also the lights blinking and flashing at the same time when I was pushing energy down into that portal to close it, it- I don't know. It gives me a little bit of validation that w- what we're doing is, it is making an impact. It is making a difference. Um, but there's also some sort of energetic thing going on because we're able to document it, and that's what I love about a, you know what we do. Is yes, I enjoy all the spiritual part and the fixing, but I love being able to validate Brent's scientific part of it because he loves the science as do I mm-hmm. equally. We're we're pretty nerdy, um, but you know to actually get validation for some of this stuff is. Pretty freaking rad. That
3: same case, there was a fence in the backyard that was no longer in use. It was literally just this section of fence that was left over from something in the backyard. The mm-hmm. grandmother, I think it was, had been dabbling. And so you could go through this gate, although you could just as easily just walk around the stupid thing. and But there was this gate in what was left of this fence, and one side of that gate on what on what we call the trifield meter it uh, was giving off 0 microteslas which is what we expect and the other side of the gate you could literally just lift the my, the trifield over the gate and get 10 microteslas on the other side of the gate <laughs> wow yeah and and you could open the gate same thing one side of the fence 10 microteslas <laughs> other side of the fence there there was an ener- there was a measurable energy there mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been there
0: mm-hmm. and that was presumably a portal
3: well, it was part. Uh, it, 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 was was a a, it was a complex portal it was that a she tri- created. Trifecta it was part portal. of one. Yeah. Yes, I
4: don't know if it was her. It might have been a previous resident, or possibly there was a school nearby. Sort of a layered thing. Yeah, that happened. something was yeah. going on, but there was. It was a, a triangle, like a Bermuda triangle thing. It connected to the house mm-hmm. um, by that little gate, and then by this little table in the backyard, and it basically made like a, a triangle. Uh, where once I disconnected it in the house, and I broke down that portal in the house it shut down the other two it like cut off you know and like withered away you know mm-hmm. the the tendrils and it shut the it whole thing down it. you had to find the main part of the portal which was in this particular bedroom shutting that down shut the other two down
3: That's... and the client would not go into that bedroom they had shut it no, off they, and they, they, they were didn't, not they using didn't, it <laughs> And now they, oh, I, they sent me pictures. It's, it.
4: They they have furniture in there. It's yeah. Wow. They
3: moved in like the next night. it's it was crazy.
4: Yeah, they, yeah. It, it felt completely different, yeah. which was awesome.
0: So I pulled up the the story that Haley was referring to about the uh, the time slips in the tunnel. Let oh, yeah. me um, just go over this story real quick. Sure. sure. When the Woolwich Foot Tunnel closed for repairs in 2011, it should have been a routine job. The pathway had been providing pedestrians with a quick route beneath the t- the Thames mm. since 1912. A century on, a few minor improvements were necessary. Contractors were hired to plug holes, giggity, improve access and bring communications capabilities into the 21st century, swapping leaky tiles for a leaky feeder, whatever (laughs) that means. Uh, But Woolwich residents will recall that the refurb of this much-loved and much-used walkway did not go according to plan. When it finally reopened, it was eight months behind schedule. Having been closed for more than a year and a half with what the average Woolwich dweller doesn't know, however, are the unusual circumstances behind this delay. Whoa, what could it be? Hmm. (laughs) Mention the uh, 18-month time frame to someone who worked on the Woolwich tunnel job and you may be met with a mysterious smile. A year and a half may have seemed a long time to those who relied on the tunnel for their daily commute, but for those who were down there beneath the river, that time frame has a different meaning. When one contractor tells me he had aged three years on the Woolwich job, it is not a metaphor. For deep down beneath river and clay, hidden from those above ground, something was occurring. That something was a time anomaly. A time anomaly from the perspective of someone who experiences it involves a clearly defined part of landscape or architecture in which time stops. Years of study into such phenomena has proved largely fruitless in terms of explanations and even less so when it comes to predicting when and where they might arise. There is something anecdotal evidence. There is some anecdotal evidence that temporary space or spaces temporary, temporarily under a different use, lend themselves to time anomalies and the Woolwich event would appear to support this. Does this this sound familiar? This is the one, one. Uh, but they are notoriously hard to define not having experienced one, uh poll isn't about to try. I don't know what poll is. P O L? The best thing we can do is listen to those that have experienced them. The following testimony is from one of the contractors on Woolwich Foot Tunnel Job. Uh he wishes to remain anonymous. His words are represented uh, are presented uninterrupted with as little editing as possible. I'll just uh skim over here and make sure Well, this is kind of long. Um but basically These guys would go down into the tunnel, and they would come out. And then, like time would virtually have stopped. Had had just stopped. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's kind of creepy. That is creepy. They were like, "No, I was in there for like an hour," and they were like, (laughs) "You just walked away five minutes ago." Yeah.
0: So this guy, this anonymous person, says, "I was one of the first first ones to experience it. We were working from both ends, giggity, (laughs) and had tents on both sides of the river." It was pretty basic. If you wanted something from the other side, you just had to walk it through the tunnel. Uh, anyway, the, the foreman's on the other side, and he radios to ask me across. So I walk through the tunnel, the long walk, we called it, funnily enough, and it's slightly spooky because no one else is down there. They're all working on the le- the lift shafts, and I get up the, on the other side, find the foreman, and his eyes nearly pop out of his head. It says he only radioed like a minute ago. And how did I get there so quick? Wow. Wouldn't take my word for it. I'd walked, reckoned I'd had a buggy down there or something (laughs) that is some kind of prank. Buggy. So these time slips, they they happen.
1: They happen a lot.
0: That's really crazy. I want to experience some of these things. No,
1: you don't. (laughs) Because some people disappear for a while. Yeah. Yeah, don't I don't want you going down some we we don't need a missing Bermuda Triangle weird thing because we don't need you part of the missing four (laughs) one one. Yeah, we we sort of need you around. I I really (laughs) don't want to be looking for you for five hours and you come out being like you're crazy. I'd
0: look good on a milk carton. What are you talking about?
1: Oh,
4: well, you know your caricature looks great Uh, on the broadcast year. Copy and
0: paste. (laughs) Um, So you 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 mentioned orbs uh, a minute ago, and and I think that a lot of people mistake orbs for dust or you know light tricks oh or the other cameras. way around yeah uh,
4: i i get i get real on a weird tangent with orbs because i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make a lot of people depressed out there about 95 of orbs are either dust pollen skin moisture reef yeah i know like well skin like like often reflect oh and, i know like and you know. Our,
0: our bodies are shedding more <laughs> than the snakes do it's yeah, just and, disgusting
4: and, and all that kind of stuff and then and then we get the 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 fancy fancy dandy little folks that um take pictures um either directly pointed at the moon or at the sun right and we'll get that ball of either blue or green light that will reflect oh it's an or- no, no, no no it's no. just
0: the lens it's, flare it's, it's just jj J. J. abrams and directing your video
4: yeah <laughs> So, you know, most orbs are completely scientifically explainable. I'm a medium. I talk to the dead. I deal with the dead. I am constantly seeing people walk around my office and and my house and all these places, and I'm surrounded by it all the time. But damn it, not every orb is grandma. And so (laughs) what you have to look for is a variety of different important factors with your orbs. How many are there? Um, are they just kind of? I mean, do they look like a dust flurry? Dust in um, in paranormal footage will look like a snow flurry that will all be going the same direction. Mm. Okay, so you know it's dust, you or you know it's you know pollen or whatever. Outside orbs during the spring. Sorry, that's all pollen. It, the, it just no, I don't care what color it is. It's pollen. It's outside. <laughs> You're done. Um, that's how I feel about most of them. Yeah, it's that you just it's over now. Because somebody
1: steps, they take a step forward and, and then, then take a picture. Poof, and they're like, oh my God, an orb. And you're like, no. You're like, no. Have just, a seat. Yeah. <laughs> like, calm down. yeah."
4: No, when you ask for an energy to come forward, and all of a sudden, an orb or a light anomaly, because I also call them light anomalies, because they don't always look like round orbs. Sometimes they're weird little twisty, twir- twirly it's things. The tornado guys. You know, and all yeah. kinds of, or, you know, different... Different shapes and sizes, different colors, blues, reds, greens, whatever. uh, When they're coming forward, when you ask them to, or when you're already feeling something else happening, Mm -hmm. or when the other meters are going off, and then an orb flies out of a meter. Okay, that's really cool. Or towards a meter, and then it goes off that type of thing. If it flies through glass, or it uh, flies through a wood door, all of a sudden it manifests, or you say, hey can you come out and see me? And you know, and or changes Ooh. directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changes direction really irregularly. That's not, cause you know, mm-hmm. obviously dust and stuff, it's gonna move in a certain pattern.
0: So some things like mm-hmm. just to defy physics that yeah. is just obviously, okay, mm-hmm. that can't be the wind that moved that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and a lot of what we capture and the reason we got excited about the one um, in that particular case is because Brent caught it with his Nikon that has a polarized filter lens that filters out most dust pollen and all that kind of stuff. And it literally flew out of an area that I was energetically working on. Wow. Yeah.
3: And even then, there, so. was, there was sort of a layered approach. We mm-hmm. were getting tri hits on we that were. wall before. Um, I, we, I even questioned myself. I was like, you know, I don't want to get overexcited about something that I haven't really reviewed the footage of, okay. you know, at, at the time. And almost in an answer, every light, including the Nikon, so the, so the room lights uh, and the, the the roof fixtures, the, the flash on the Nikon and the Nikon, everything electronic in that room just went pew. at the same time like right after that so we had that sort of later approach we're like yeah this was something and a lot of a lot of times these orbs if they are paranormal one of the things that you look at is a lot of times it'll be the only orb like Mm -hmm. it's by itself Mm -hmm. maybe it stops and then moves again you know defies physics something like that a lot of times they will be by themselves if you take a picture and you have 30 orbs in the picture, there's a good chance it's dust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Figure out it, your it, lens. First. Yeah. It, yeah it, exactly. Yeah.
4: It really just depends what it yeah. looks like, what it's doing. Is yeah. it interacting with you in an intelligent way? Um, does it have its own self-illumination, its own cornea? There are a lot of different factors that people can easily debunk the majority of their either their orbs or other anomalies. Um, I, I have my little famous... Um, a vortex photo in my room, and I tried to debunk it. And I took multiple pictures in a row, and I checked the lens. I did everything that you're supposed to do to make sure that I'm not like tricking myself. Mm-hmm. And I could never
1: recreate it. Those and are, so, so, cool. Mm-hmm. The the more, are mm-hmm. so cool. And that's the vortex ones are so cool. And because they to, look like little tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to show yeah. you guys yeah. that, Please that picture. Do. I love those.
4: Heck, I'll post it to the podcast page if yeah. anybody, if people want to see it. Yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: If, I've always been
4: really, really proud of that, but because it was before I was a paranormal investigator, but I still was watching the shows. I kind of knew I had been feeling my grandmother that day. I'd been smelling her perfume and she'd been gone for many years. You know, I smelled her around the house. Uh, I felt her energy. I got a cold spot and a cold tingle. It's like, well, all right, I see these TV shows. I'm going to take a picture. Are you around grandma? Then boom, this thing just came out of the middle of my bed. I'm like. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) So it was cool.
0: So uh, speaking of of apparitions, this uh, email comes from uh, No Name. um, And the subject line is full body apparition in my apartment. Oh, good. I have lived in my apartment for about four years now. And just within the last year and a half or so, I swear I've been seeing almost a full body apparition out of the corner of my eye. Mm. This happens mostly around sunset and sunrise anytime between 5 p.m. and 7 a.m. I don't necessarily feel that he is malevolent. However, I definitely feel a very uneasy and almost confused feeling when he appears. I'm not sure he's, he's even a he, but it startles me. My boyfriend and son have never brought it up, so I believe it's just me that sees him. What should I do? My son's very sensitive to sage smoke as I've tried cleansing the house myself. What are my other options? I don't believe he's there to cause any harm, uh, but if he's not at peace, what can I do to help him? Uh, P.S., do you ever take mentors? I love Zaymumbo and Zimbo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um. So, well, as far as, you know, I mean... I, I personally am mentoring a couple of clients already um, as far as their spiritual gifts and abilities, but I'm always willing to answer questions and talk to people about their, you know, their interests. We don't typically take guest investigators very often for a lot of reasons. It can wreak a lot of havoc with the energetic flow, people who are unexperienced, safety issues, that type of thing. Um, people, when they're they're asking for Sac Spirit to come, they they can go to our website. They know who they're going to be expecting to be there, and if it's not us, it, you guys might end up, you know, on a case or two here and there. That that kind of thing, but that's expected. Um, so we don't. typically – We do scouting missions for the public if she yeah. ever wants to come and you know, cool, do the adventure. As far as the energy, um, yeah, cleansing your own house is a good idea. If if you're if you have people who have allergies or who are sensitive, have them be out of the house for a couple of hours if possible. But there's also, you know, smokeless um, smudging uh, options. You could take some either blessed full moon water or or holy water, uh, put some essential oils in it like Palo Santo, frankincense, that type of thing. And you can just spray lightly around the house to put an energetic barrier up. You don't have to burn, um, you know, we've done things like that in places uh, well, we blessed the, a fire department. Couldn't you know? I couldn't burn anything in the fire department. So, <laughs> not <laughs> preferably. it's the most safe place to, well, to
0: start burning stuff, would not it be?
4: But I, I did everything with um, with sprays and and holy water and that kind of stuff. I, I did not use anything burnable. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. And just setting boundaries energetically, she can even speak it into her own mind, or she can say it out loud when you know, just her at home, and say, "Hey, you know, I think there's an energy here." I want you to be in the light and to find the light. Um, It's a little weird when you appear and I get a little creeped out. I want you to go into the light. And she can even imagine physically that light in her mind. She can close her eyes and she can see that light sort of populating out of her mind and help him see the light too. You don't have to be, you know, a me to (laughs) to, to, to do that. You know, you can help. Anybody can help a soul. And if it still isn't working... Have her email us and book, and I will move him on.
3: All right, good. And I would say to the emailer, too, don't be so sure that the other two people in the apartment haven't seen him either. Don't make that assumption. Yeah, they might
4: just not be admitting it. <laughs> you know,
3: one of the reasons I, per- on a personal level, do this, as I've said before, is I, I grew up in a, in a location that was so haunted and so insane that nobody ever mentioned it in the house. My brother and I would talk it to each other, but as far as as far as the parents go, it didn't get mentioned until we moved out of the house and moved to California. And one night we were like, you don't think the house is haunted, do you? And everybody's like, duh. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. it just doesn't get talked about. Sometimes it just gets swept under the rug. Because yeah.
0: if you acknowledge yeah. it, then it's like, well, you're going to poke it. And you're going yeah. like, to bring it now, more Now you've got to do
3: something about it. Right. If you just ignore <laughs> yeah. it,
0: sweep it under the rug. It makes it
4: more, quote unquote, real. Right, um, right. And and, and I do tell um, people, too, that uh, if it is a negative energy, you don't actually want to give it a lot of attention or or food. Um, The more you focus in on it or try to self-investigate or document it by yourself and you start downloading apps and taking a bunch of videos and pictures – you are asking for When energies. you start
1: looking at the paranormal, the mm. paranormal starts looking back. Yep. yep.
0: Perfect segue here <laughs> exactly. uh, to this email. Um, you guys watch ghost shows. Like, oh, yeah. Ghost Adventures I watch with, all of them. with Amy Allen. Is that the one? Uh, Dead Files. Is Dead Amy Files. Yeah, That's I watch right, Ghost
4: Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Kindred Spirits, Ghost Brothers. <laughs> you know, I watch all and of we them. we have
0: different opinions on all of them. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, this uh, letter writer says, I've noticed that when I watch ghost shows, there is an increased amount of ghost activity in my home. I'll go months without watching a ghost show and the activity stops. Mm -hmm. This happens all the time. I'm curious if I trigger the ghost in my home when I watch it, thinking I acknowledged it. How much of this Mm -hmm. is actually just, you know, when you watch a scary movie, you think, oh, the boogie man's in the night. It's
4: awareness and you are drawing, you're drawing your own mind to it to some degree because you're becoming making yourself more aware. So then you are noticing what's probably there all the time um, because your senses are heightened. Um some spirits do like those shows. And mm-hmm. so they're more attracted and drawn out. They want to watch it too. Oh, look what they're yeah. doing. That's you know. And so they get interested. They're talking
0: they're talking shit about the other ghosts. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, oh, that, that pussy. Yeah. I'd haunt way better than that ghost.
4: <laughs> oh, idiot. Come on. Yeah. You, could, you could knock that over. Yeah, yeah. So they're There is some degree of truth to the fact that you're you're becoming more aware of it when you're watching it, Mm -hmm. but it's also the level of nervousness or fear that you're putting into the environment when you're watching it Mm -hmm. um, that can activate activity a little bit, but I think it's just drawing their attention both – the living person's attention to the energy and the energy in the home, like, oh, hey, you're back mm. into this again. All right, <laughs> le- let's go. You know, so it it doesn't mean that it is necessarily a bad thing, but if it happens every single time, just then you know what, forego. Partaking in watching those things, or just know that it's going to be active for a while,
0: or maybe watch it somewhere else, like maybe go to the park, or you know. <laughs> someone
1: else's house, or, or watch it, watch it, it on your idea. iPhone. Yeah,
0: exactly. Maybe
1: acknowledge the activity in the house and just say, "Hey, I know maybe, you're here. I know you're here.
0: Bring the popcorn.
1: I see you."
4: Like yeah. if you're, if Don't you're not, be a dick. Yeah, if you're if you're not paying rent and you're gonna be a jerk, you're gonna have to go. Or I'll call Sack
1: Spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Don't disturb my sleep. People
3: ask us a lot of if, yeah. uh, if they should watch horror movies because they'll attract uh, negative entities, and it's not the case. What can attract negativity is your fear response to that horror movie. It's right. not the horror right. movie that's doing anything. It's you get afraid. Negative energy attracts negative energy. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um. The, we've talked many times about how. Um, We believe that children and uh, dogs, or not dogs, but children and animals tend to be more in tune with the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ashley has this email who says, uh, my son was four. He had an imaginary friend named Johnny. He used to say he was playing with him all the time. And then one night he freaked out and said, Johnny was going to shoot me. And then he uh was standing in the corner with a gun. And he couldn't tell him to leave, or he would kill me. It was super freaky. Oh. We told him to tell Johnny he was not welcome anymore. Oh. And ever since that night, we have never had another encounter with Johnny. And it has been five years. Have you ever heard of an imaginary friend disappearing like that, or do you think it was most likely something else, like my something in my my son's head?
3: Mine disappeared after I got baptized.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah you had, the, you had An imaginary <laughs> friend that yeah. was threatening to shoot.
2: Well,
3: it, yeah, it wasn't threatening. It would uh, just. Um, I, it was weird. And as a really little kid, as you are at that age when you when you have uh, imaginary friends, mm-hmm. and uh, she would just tell me stories and talk to me, and I just thought it was a, I just thought it was like this sort of like pseudo motherly type of figure, and, and harmless. She, yeah, seemed uh, seemed really harmless, and she would just tell me stories and tell me tell me things about people, tell me things that were going on in the house. Sometimes those things would be proven true. Uh, when I got baptized, it stopped, and mm. uh, I would say normally that's not the norm for that kind of thing. It doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that family spirits talking to you is bad or evil. It doesn't mean that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in this particular haunt, there were things that were presenting themselves as as they would not necessarily were, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
4: and it seems to me that the the entity that was um, the imaginary friend for the you know the child. Um, that it was fine when it was getting to play and have fun, but then something, something set it off. Something made it more aggressive or it was pro it probably was a a dead person that maybe died a violent death or maybe, you know, had, you know, was uh, some sort of war type of connection or that type of thing. And it started to become aggressive and just, you know, you can set boundaries with the dead no matter what. So when they set a boundary and said, Hey, you have to go away that assertive, um, Energy worked.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it did its yeah. job. Yeah, they, they and,
4: and I always tell clients, you need to be empowered. You need to be assertive with the other side and set boundaries because, you know, you can't always have a paranormal team or a medium or, or somebody cleansing your house every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, you do need to know when to tell things to back the heck off. And it does work a large portion of the time. So, and, and when it doesn't, we come in.
0: Uh, we actually have an, uh, a request. For an investigation of a specific location here from uh-huh. Richard. The subject line here says, My work is haunted. Mm. I work at Tracy Commerce Center, which used to be Holly Sugar Mill in Tracy. A man had hung hung himself there, which caused the mill to close down. Huh. It reopened as Tracy Commerce Center, and now myself and coworkers hear him talking. And we even have a recording of him saying, In the basement. Please, nice. please come check it out. So, do you guys, do you guys want this email? Do you want to like maybe do a little bit of research before you even um, look into w- it? We
4: obviously would love to to help them. We are booked until 2021, so right. if they're comfortable waiting till 2021. Um, I, I, you know, and the people who run the building or own the building or who, has, who, who is ever in charge mm-hmm. permits us legally to, to be into the space. Cause anytime yeah. it's a business, yeah. we need legal permission to get into the space by whoever can give us that per- permission. Well, um, and then we can get in there and Hey, maybe you guys can come too.
0: That would be awesome. I'm, and I, yeah. I I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to hang on to this yeah, and perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to do some reading. And if it, if, if things turn up and, you know, I, obviously you want to reference everything and make sure that what they're saying is true that there was actually a suicide yeah and that it was the holly sugar mill I'm not saying that you're not credible richard but we <laughs> right. part of your guys's job is to do the research Absolutely. and to do the legwork to make sure that all the all the facts are being yeah. presented funny coincidence
3: there too uh, holly sugar the holly sugar mill was the uh, it was the driving industry in the small Wyoming town I grew up in? Od- really? Oddly enough, Holly Sugar, sure.
4: And when yeah, I heard that, little synchronicity here. Yeah, interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. That,
3: that was that yeah, was the whole, the whole town. Uh, kind of gave exi- me the chills just. Yeah, now. the whole yeah. town existed for Holly Sugar.
0: Have you ever guys? Have you guys ever done uh, anything at the Preston Castle and I own? Pre- some, Cat- we've, done,
3: we've done some photography and sort of scoped it out and checked it out. We've never done a real investigation. I, of I've it. done. Yeah.
4: I've done walkthroughs when we did the yeah, photo thing, yeah. and, and I did feel touched um, by the the spirit of Anna Corbin. Um, she's around. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot of misinformation about that location, um, but I love Preston Castle. I, just the architecture alone is beautiful. It's worth going there, checking it out, taking pictures. It, I think it's a really fabulous location. Um but we want yeah. to get in there like with full board meters and everything. Meters. Yeah. We didn't get any
3: evidence lower. on that walkthrough, but I felt really creeped out in the infirmary for no good reason. Yeah, the infirmary was kind of yeah.
4: in, intense as well. I had some experiences when I touched one of the beds. I had a little bit of an empathic residual
1: memory. Yeah.
0: Not much good comes from an infirmary right Infirmaries right. are
1: always extra creepy, especially when mm. right? they're old and yeah. abandoned. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, I mean yeah. Who yeah. doesn't? If you don't feel creeped out, even a little, are you human? <laughs> uh, another
4: um big public location that i want to drag you guys to that I've, I've been informed that you haven't been to brandon um is alcatraz oh yeah i haven't go. either okay so we're gonna have Wait, to you've go to, you haven't been to alcatraz no that we've no. had
0: yeah we've had this conversation we we have not i've lived in california sacramento yep. proper area for my entire life and i've been to san francisco many times and i've mm-hmm. seen it across the water but i have never actually set foot on alcatraz It's a heavy
3: hitter location. You've got to bubble up and and do some preparation.
1: Well, we learned recently about the Indians that took the The land. So Uh there's a huge mix of energy on that land. And they're loud. Yeah, it's a central conflict area. Uh So there's a heavy energy there. I have
3: had a personal experience there every time I've gone. Yeah. Can
1: you can you take yeah, me too. your gear with you? Like, can well, you take see, meters? That's... Well, you can
0: fit in
3: your pockets, maybe. Yeah, it, okay. They not, don't like I'm frisk you low. for your
0: for it, your investigative. So this, I'm not the whole state the
3: whole state parks rule comes into play here, yeah. and, 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 and this uh, state park has very specific rules about this and and if you're if you're doing a commercial investigation right. then you have to get a commercial filming permit. Okay. Yeah,
4: yeah they so. they want all kinds of things going on. But I still think we should take the tour together. Absolutely. And feel energy cuz yeah. you guys bookhave sort of an yeah. intuitive stuff and we could take some, you know, photography, videography, Maybe some see audio. We, you know, a little bit right. of audio. Mm-hmm. There are still things you can get evidence-wise without having 300 pounds of gear, right? Sure. Just using ourselves as tools. And maybe one or two meters, you know, honestly, I think it would be a fabulous experience. I've been told
3: I'm a tool. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> you
3: are not. <laughs> just kidding, uh, but yeah, just some cameras, maybe a K two meter in the pocket at the most. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But
0: maybe we make that a goal for twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, get ourselves. Got to do it. The um, it and awesome.
3: then look, look into do the research. See if you want to do the night tour or the day tour. I would Ooh. recommend. I recommend the night tour.
0: That would be awesome. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm
3: kind
4: of torn. I think that like one of the depending on what time of year you do it, if you plan it out right, you get a little bit of tiny daylight. One of the last almost night tour. Like right before the night and the day, did. like the dusk, and mm-hmm. so you get a little bit of daytime because you can see the beauty of the island mm-hmm. and the grounds, but then you get into the creepiness of the Segway. night. Yeah, yeah, time it out perfect. Uh,
0: I so I have uh, one more heavy hitter email here okay. um, for us to get through. There's a couple here that I feel like. I'm going to hang on to um, that That might serve well for another visit, because this won't be the last one, obviously.
4: <laughs> <know>. Probably not. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, th- this this one is uh, from a, f- I don't know if he's former military, but uh, a military member who experienced something really traumatic. Uh, this is from Tamsin. He says, this has been since the 31st of May in 2012, since this happened. But listening to you all talk about Sac Spirit, I was just... I wanted to uh, share this story. So I was in Afghanistan and was doing Radio Watch after we went on a 21-hour mission. Radio Watch is where two soldiers listen if anyone outside of the FOB need help for any reason. We were also QRF. I'm not quite sure what that means. I should probably look it up just so we know what we're talking about here.
4: Yeah. I guess it was like quiet radio frequency or something. Maybe. maybe, I I, I don't know.
0: Maybe you're right. QRF. Quick reaction force. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Close enough. Eh. Uh, so we get a call. A Max Pro had been blown up and everyone inside were okay, except for the driver who took most of the explosion. Mm-hmm. Myself and one of my battles were tasked with uh, cleaning all sensitive items and personal items out of any wreck before it can be turned in for parts or whatever. We also had to clean all body body fluids, mm-hmm. parts, etc. Since at this time it was after midnight, my captain told us we could clean it tomorrow. Well, my battle and I finally got to take a nap. My battle. He keeps saying my battle. I wonder if it's like buddy. He's trying to say, anyway, they took a nap. Once we were relieved of duty at nine that morning, we went back, we went, took a nap, went to the chow hall to get lunch, breakfast. Then we were headed to clean it. It was the day, this day, June 1st in 2012. Uh, where our FOB was attacked by a 10,000-pound vehicle, IED. In the end, and after we knew that the FOB was secured, it was about 3 a.m. on the 2nd of June. So we pushed back cleaning one more day. I'm telling you this because I never said anything to anyone, not even my best friend in battle, that around 0300 hours, I was doing my rounds, checking to make sure everything was okay. I walked around the corner and saw a soldier in full battle rattle uniform, standing next to that wreck. I called out and got no answer. So I ran back into the radio room to get a better- Yeah, I know. I ran ran Um, back into the radio room to get a better flashlight and the guy on watch with me. We walked all over our, our AO, couldn't find anyone. Then after what happened the next day, my best friend in battle had a radio watch that night. I didn't tell her what I saw. I thought I was just tired. When her and I went to finally clean the wreck, out she told me what happened to her the night before the stories were identical oh my god she then went confused she then went and asked for a picture of the soldier that died I swear on all that is holy that is who I saw and my battle said the same thing now I see him off in the distance sometimes I have Mm -hmm. also seen him in my nightmares of that day my questions are do you have any similar stories from people am I seeing things and going crazy why do I see him Is he unable to cross over? Please help me.
1: Transition. Yeah. I don't
3: think he knows he's
1: dead. A traumatic death. He's like
4: there to work. A traumatic death like that, um, sometimes they do get a little confused. Uh, But to lighten it slightly, maybe take some of the burden and pressure off, it could just be a residual echo of that person and their energy, like an imprint trying to still serve but their actual soul isn't stuck there in the location.
1: Like I'm... his intentions were set to work and serve yeah. and his energy, like he put all of it into it. So even though he left, the imprint is still there. Yeah. The he's imprint still there, is there to work. Like, let's do this. Yeah. So it, it
4: may or may not be necessarily a stuck soul. It could just be his passion imprinted his energy on the space. So intently, um, if he's still i mean well obviously the the living person is seeing him in nightmares sadly that's probably just ptsd mm-hmm. it's that probably is a separate issue mm-hmm. um but if he's physically seeing him while awake sometimes um, that starts and it's outside of the location uh, it's not in afghanistan that starts to make me wonder if that soul is following him around for help Mm-hmm. Um, things you can do for souls like that, you know, praying for them, um, meditating on the energy, picturing that light, asking them to go. Um, and yes, I have heard of other people that have been haunted um, with battle type of things and seeing souls, um, people that they served with. It, it absolutely is a real thing that can happen unfortunately It yeah. made it's me tough. so sad yeah that yeah. real it's
1: that that hits that hits hard that's, like i just want to walk up to the the soldier standing by the wreck and just like you yeah. just want to like i have a sense of like oh it's okay come here yeah, yeah just like let me know, show you the way it's just like yeah. we, let's yeah. get you let's get you home you know you're yeah. off duty and,
4: and that's yeah stand yeah. down soldier you know and maybe that's yeah maybe that's something that you know if, if he sees them again he can tell them things like say you know you're it's it's over you're you're off you know and yeah
1: speak to him in the way that you would if you were on duty yes. like relieve
4: him of duty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, good, and and yeah. say hey you know hey ch- check out that you know that bright light over there you know that that's what we're gonna go that's an order you know we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go get chow over there hey you know get, you and and try to get him to walk into it willingly mm-hmm. and then usually if they get close a soul gets close enough to that light Somebody will then come forward and go, "Hey, I know you, buddy," and, and they'll they'll drag them back the rest of the way into the light. Okay. So, if he sees them again, he just you know give him that encouragement in the way he would talk to him. And yeah, if he was still serving with him alive,
1: yeah, Eddie's.
0: Well, I think we've done a lot of good here. I think we've helped a lot of people.
1: So. Yeah, and this talk is talked about a
0: lot of really interesting things, from yeah. farts to <laughs> reincarnation to orbs, all the good stuff.
1: Oh, we, Brandon always slips. brings the farts. Yeah.
4: Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we, we have covered a lot. What? Congratulations on a hundred! Thank you.
3: One hundred episodes. 100 episodes yeah. good. Congratulations.
0: Sadly, this is the last time we'll be talking to Sack Spirit uh, this year. But fortunately, there's always next year and i'm looking forward to all the uh, fun investigations and stories and theories and you know discussions that we always seem to have Always brings me so much joy after after doing these these talks. Not even just the investigations, but sitting down and talking with you guys I always just feel like filled up with with love and and Aww. great and great joy. So I'm very grateful for you guys, and I'm so happy that I was able to get you on here for the hundredth episode of the Rad Podcast. Thank you. Um, and what's next for you guys? Do you guys have any big big investigations planned here coming up that you might be able to tease?
4: What are we doing? Uh, we're, <laughs> we're booked until forever. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> you got something big coming up if you want to talk about it.
4: What? June? Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, I, okay. So the, something that I'm really, really looking forward to, and it's not exactly an... and just being a
0: professional. Being yeah. <laughs> in my mic around. Um,
4: so, come June of this uh, this coming year, 2020, um, I will be doing another continuing education event with my mentor and developing and expanding my. Um, my abilities, and understanding what they mean and how to control them better. and
0: Unlocking and, new powers?
1: E, well, you know, yeah, it's like... Leveling like, up. Upgrade. Yeah, you read
2: my mind.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, Somebody said yeah. it. Kind, kind, I just pulled it out of the air. <laughs>
4: kind of just getting a little more um, able and equipped to continue to do this work with love, with light, with appreciation, with safety, because our mission at Spirit is really just to serve to the best of our ability and to the best of our capacity. And so part of that is continuing to learn, continuing mm-hmm. to grow. And and that will be a big deal. I'm, you know, traveling out of state. I'm going to be staying somewhere for, you know, four days. And then there's going to be another seven weeks of at-home learning. Wow. Um, that So it's it basically it's an eight-week course that I'm investing my time and my efforts and my own personal money in to – Basically improve who, who and what I am. I mean, all of our clients are so beautiful and so wonderful and they're always so thankful and appreciative. And they they always write these really nice reviews and nice letters to the show, which I love. Um, they you know that I, I'm always helping and, and that's great and I'm humbled by it, but I want to do even better. I want to do more and and offer even more to people because they deserve that. They they deserve you know two hundred percent out of me if if they're trusting me with their energy and their time and, and in the in their space. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that we'll be be doing. But I'm sure we'll you know add other things in there in in between and and all kinds of stuff. Um, we are doing uh, an event in December. Um, the Yule um, gathering and festival that's yeah. going to be at the Scottish Rite Center. Oh, this December. Nice. This December, yeah, um, December fourteenth. Um, oh, okay. So then um, we're posting it on our Facebook page so people can you know hook up with that if they just want to come out and say hi and and hello you know hello to us and that kind we'll of. We'll be downtown. Yeah. What time?
0: What time is it going down? Do you know?
4: I do remember, but I'm going to have to look it up. It, it is on our Facebook. I want to say it's um, like early afternoon to like wait like way into the evening cool. so um but it uh, we're posting it um on our page regularly so we'll, we'll have to um, make an
0: appearance yeah Absolutely. yeah no I,
4: I would love that and so people if they want to come support us or just talk to us and and you know that kind of thing they can and we're going to try to do a few more public events in the the next you know calendar year as as well and hopefully just more stuff with you guys yeah. um you know and when, whenever uh whenever rob wants to drag us in you know to throw yeah. us throw us on we're we're fine with that as well you know it's always just, a good time yeah we we just like to to do this work yeah. we we are we're called to do it and we're going to keep doing it um but i'm i am looking forward to a little bit of small small downtime in december oh. i am taking um 2 weeks of no bookings of any Mind. well during, deserved
3: during the christmas time yeah. yeah i'm well taking deserved. my christmas
4: time I, I desperately need it and which also leaves me time to spend time with my friends. there you go yeah. yeah
0: excellent well uh before we go i kind of want to get a, a joint uh collaboration here yeah. um i want everybody to say namaste bitches at the same time i feel like i say it all the time by myself and i feel a little lonely so if you guys want to do it with me i'm gonna count th- down from three
2: all right so three
0: two one Namaste, Namaste, bitches. bitches.
2: The Rad the Podcast.